Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to the second episode of A Strange Thing Podcast. Which is also part two of our bovine mutilation. Or cattle mutilation. Episode. Yeah. I'm Austin. And I'm Mike. And we're your hosts. And you're lucky that we're your hosts because we're awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know about all that. <laughs> it's debatable. <laughs> well, last time we started the conversation about cattle mutilations. And we also talked a little bit about how the show came to be. And then we barely scratched the surface on what cattle mutilations are. We wanted to start this program with a shout out to... Shout out to Katie Colbert. Katie Colbert! (laughs) She uh, brought up some good questions for us. And she rated us and gave us a review. Oh yeah, which which is is very important. If you feel compelled to do so, feel free. Yeah. And what were her questions? First question was... What happened to the Volkswagen thing we mentioned? The Volkswagen thing, for those of you who didn't hear the first podcast, was our inspiration for starting a Strange Thing podcast way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Well, Katie, we sold it. We sold it. But we, we kind of traded it. We kind of swapped it. Yep. What do we swap it for? A nice little boat. A nice little boat. But we've used way more than we ever used the thing. That's right. The <laughs> thing, as fun as it was and as cool as it was, as a piece of German... I almost said German Americana, but that doesn't work. Mm-mm. Germanicana? Germanicana ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was a very cool machine. They're very utilitarian. They're kind of fun. They're mechanical. But they're not comfy, easy to drive, or pleasant. And they rattle a lot. <laughs> yeah, and... it's loud. But it was fun, and we took it out on some adventures. There's some pictures on our website for those that want to see it. Um, it actually did exist, mm-hmm. and uh, we had a providential moment where we basically found a lady who needed some money and had a boat, and I sold the thing and got some cash, and that very same day that I got the cash, I also got a note from this lady that her husband had been injured in Alaska, and she said, hey, I'll sell it for this amount of money if you'll come and get it today. So the day I sold the uh, Volkswagen thing, I got in the car after I went to the bank and re-got the money that I just deposited from selling the thing. <laughs> and I drove up to Garden Valley, Idaho, and picked up the boat. Yeah. It's Which kind of it, a weird serendipitous occasion. Yeah. So we didn't have the thing, but we had another thing. Yeah, we had a different kind of thing. A water thing. But it wasn't a Schwimmenwagen. No. Koopafagen. Which was, uh, Kubelwagen was an amphibious version of the Type 181 thing. that was thing. the Either way. Katie's other question was. Oh, yeah. Katie's other question. <laughs> See, we're rabbit hole kind of people. Yep. Rabbit trail rabbit kind of people. Rabbit trails. But we we're going to go in a lot of holes, but we explore a lot of rabbit trails. We're going to get in the rabbit hole today. Yeah. My Katie's other question was. What did we do in Shoshone yeah. when we went down there? Just the IDL? Yeah. Or did we do a little bit more? An eerie calm settles over the countryside. Everyone had retired for the evening, including the two family dogs asleep on the front porch. In the nearby pasture, cattle graze restlessly as a brilliant white light floats above the hillside and descends over the animals. Nothing moves and not a sound is heard. A single steer is selected from the group, bawling in fear as it is lifted high into the air. Within minutes, the animal has been dissected alive with the expertise of a surgeon. An eye, tongue, rectum, and sexual organs removed, and its body drained of blood as if sucked dry by a vampire. Moments later, the lifeless creature is airdropped in the field. 
The following day, the rancher discovers the mutilated carcass in the field, examines it, and finds there are no tracks around the animal to indicate how or what killed it. Okay, so here's what happened. When we decided to make the podcast, I wanted to do it on cattle mutilations because going way, way back in like the early 1970s, there were a, a breakout of cattle mutilations in southern Idaho. And I remembered it all through my life. So I got on my trusty computer and I searched for anything having to do with cattle mutilations in Idaho. I thought that was a good place to start. Mm -hmm. And one of the first things that came up was an excerpt from a book. Now, the book was called Angels, Aliens, and Prophecy, The Connection. Ooh, connection. <laughs> yeah. And it was an excerpt from Chapter 5 of that book, and that chapter was called The Three C's, Cattle Mutilations, Chemtrails, and Crop Circles. Wow. Yeah, that's the three C's. No oh boy. That's four. No. Crop Circles is one item. Even though there's yeah. two C's in it. It's four C's and one M. Anyway, <laughs> the chapter is called The Three C's. <laughs> and the book was written by Betsy Lewis. Now, as you heard in that strange story intro right before we started this segment, that is the excerpt that leads into this chapter. Now, the interesting thing about Betsy Lewis, the author of this book, is that Betsy Lewis worked for a Southern Idaho television station in the late 1970s. And while she was there, there was a call placed by a rancher from Shoshone into the station that said he had a strange cow death and he wanted uh, somebody to come out and investigate what happened. Do a little news yeah, new, segment, little on new segment on it. Right. Cool. So two reporters went over there. One was a cameraman. The other one was an anchor person. And they went over and they interviewed the guy and they took video of this mutilated calf mm -hmm. in Choshone. And when they came back, Betsy Lewis, who was working at the station, talked to them. And the anchor woman was really wigged out. She was really shaken up. Yeah. And that got Betsy Lewis kind of into this mode of investigating. Also in that same book, she mentions a lady who started an investigation. Her name was Linda Moulton Howe, and we talked about her a little bit in the first mm -hmm. podcast. She is the mother of cattle mutilations. I call her Mother Moo. Mother Moo. So Mother Moo has been researching these kind of things for, well, since the mid-1970s. So Linda Moulton Howe has a website that chronicles and has lots of information on cattle mutilation stretching all the way back to the 1970s and even earlier. So, I mean, this is stuff's been going on for a long time. Right. Betsy Lewis mentioned her, so I Googled Linda Moulton Howe, and that got me on a different divergent track, and I started getting into the weeds of cattle mutilations, and then it ran even deeper until the name Don Ecker came up. Don Ecker. And this is something that I didn't tell you about. Uh-oh. Human mutilations. What? Yeah. On my search, I ran into this article by Don Ecker, who turns out to be a very well-known kind of paranormal investigator. He is a radio host right now for Dark Matters Radio. It's a late-night radio program, kind of weird. Maybe some of our listeners listen to it. I don't Maybe. know. But kind I, of a George Norrie kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, kind of that. Cool. This guy has an interesting history. He was a military guy. Hmm. He's a skeptic. He, he's not like, you know, totally sold out on the idea of right. aliens, UFOs, and all that kind of stuff, weird stuff. But he also brings a fresh eye. 
So one of the first things that he talks about was a story of a human mutilation that took place right outside of Shoshone in the Bliss Jerome area. Mm -hmm. They're within probably 20 square miles of each other. Yeah. When I heard that story, I was like, ooh, we got to go to Shoshone. Was it was it mutilated like the cows were, like the same way, or? Yes, that's oh. the fascinating thing. So that story, when I started reading, was as follows: mm-hmm. two hunters are out walking in a plain or field somewhere. Now, if you're not familiar with that area, the terrain is very uh, volcanic, but also a lot of sagebrush, thistles. Mm-hmm. You know, it's rough terrain. Yeah, it's a desert. It's a desert. And very cindery. The Mm -hmm. rocks are, you know, they're sharp and edgy. You wouldn't want to walk around barefoot. So these two hunters are walking through this kind of terrain. And lo and behold, in front of them, naked, almost as a jaybird, is a male body. It's laying on the ground. It's got underwear on. Now, I'm not sure where the underwear were. They could have been around his knees or ankles. I'm not sure. But when they looked at it, they could tell that this person had been mutilated his genitals had been cut cut off he'd been castrated and emasculated so all the wedding tackle el ganya total kendalled him kendalled him yep (laughs) it totally kendalled him i feel funny laughing about it yes they they did irreverent laughter yes so anyway this this body's laying out there they they see that and then they see that the guy's face is wrong they look at it and his lips have been systematically removed like with a sharp instrument it wasn't like torn it wasn't like you know magpies or ravens or something came in there Mm -hmm. and like picked his face it was like cut it was cut and his eyes were there birds would have gone straight for the eyes yeah his lips were cut out his genitals were removed and here's the strange thing he's out in the middle of nowhere how'd he get there there's no marks anywhere around the body like to say that Somebody carried him dropped there, him off or dropped him off of a horse something. or back of a, you know, a truck or, or something. Yeah. I didn't know if they had, you know, razors or side-by-sides back then. I think they were called gators and they were for farming. Yeah, farming, far, farming implements. No tracks on anything out there. Hmm. And when they looked at the bottom of his feet, they were pristine. So if he had been walking around for any amount of time, yeah, he would have had thistles, in the thorns. Desert, yeah. Scraped up and torn shredded at least dirty mm-hmm. but the bottom of his feet were fine so i mean that was an indicator that this mm. guy had been dropped off out there crazy but, but there were no tracks they ended up finding his belongings about a mile away and they have no idea how he got into this where area he was by himself and how he got torn up a yeah a mile you think about it, a mile is a long ways mm-hmm. away you couldn't it's... walk a mile in his shoes because he didn't have any shoes <laughs> yeah you couldn't do that but and this all took place in like 1979 this was a year after if we want to go chronologically this was a year after betsy lewis heard about the cattle mutilation that took place in shoshone at from the tv station in twin falls Hmm. kind of like a, a weird emergence of all these mutilations and then this actual human mutilation Mm -hmm. really kind of sets the tone of being a little more nefarious yeah no and and let's set the stage of what's going on around this area so about that time linda moulton howe's doing her investigations on cattle mutilations all Mm -hmm. over the the midwest all over the west heck all over the united states and even in south america and she 
in that time is producing this documentary on cattle mutilations. It's called A Strange Harvest. Most of those things were like in Wyoming, Colorado. and Most of Linda Moulton House yeah. stuff is in... Okay. Right. But this is going on in central Idaho. Right. Southern Idaho. All of that stuff together when I was doing the research is like, okay, this is the perfect place to go and kick off this investigation. Start on the side of a dead Ken doll with no lips. So while we're in Shoshone, we uh, we did our IDL, obviously. Which was awesome. It was pretty fun. It was a little, fun. little heavy on the board. Yeah, you poured it a it little thick. Fun. So yeah, we obviously fun. needed some food to kind of counteract our IDL. Yeah, so we didn't drive around with some kind of inebriation thing because we are very responsible, responsible. drinkers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Our goal is not to get drunk. Our goal is to enjoy a little bit of, what do you call it? Yummy. Imbibery. <laughs> I don't know that word. Yeah. <laughs> to enjoy a little bit of, of beer or a little bit of whiskey, but we do not want to condone getting drunk and driving and things like that. That's bad, All bad, right, bad. Tea no, no. Okay. <laughs> so we went to the, to the Manhattan Cafe, which is just this little kind of diner cafe. In downtown Shoshone. Right off the train tracks in Shoshone. Yeah, so paint that picture. So you've got Main Street, like downtown Shoshone. Mm-hmm. The street is actually divided in half. One side is one way the other side is the other way and in the middle is like four railroad tracks yeah it's crazy it's weird it is super weird it's weird so manhattan cafe is on the uh, would be the south side yeah of the railroad so tracks. we go in there just to get some food i ordered some finger steaks i think dad got the prime rib or... prime rib yeah we're doing yeah. a thing about cattle mutilation we got some we got to bring gotta the beef, beef baby <laughs> yeah beef it's what's for dinner it was good anyway our waitress you know, we kind of like feel out the area. Everybody's pretty nice and talkative. So we ask her, have you ever heard anything about these cattle, cattle mutilations. mutilations? And of course, she has a pretty crazy story. Which is a little bit tangent, but it still fits. It still fits. And I mean, it's all about people's stories, right? That's right. Yeah. That's no, the that's whole a good cattle story. mutilation yeah. thing. It so. was awesome because she had a story. The guy three booths down had a story, but he was older. Didn't want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, he kind of left when he heard we were investigating. He kind of like got a pucker <laughs> face, like maybe he'd been threatened by the government and was like men out in, the door. Men in black came to scare him off. He was out the door fast for like a 94-year-old man with a walker. Yeah. It took him like three minutes to get out the door, but he was moving he as was fast moving. as he could. <laughs> anyway. That's sad. So she starts telling us this story, and I'll mm-hmm. let you take it away because, well, we had to, we had kind of two different perspectives. So the, what I was getting is like a whole different topic that maybe someday we would do about mm. a, on a strange thing, and it was about her as a high schooler having a crush on a guy, going out with her boyfriend to out somewhere out in the country to see this judge's estate, a prominent judge of that area. And sees a state and stumbles across a scene with definite nefarious implications. <laughs> she stumbles upon this scene of all these guys around a bonfire wearing robes and doing weird occultic ritualistic kind of things. Speaking like gibberish. Mm, gibberish. And what do they have in their possession? They have possession of a cow. A young cow. Yeah. It could have been a bull, could have been a cow. She didn't know. It was a cow. Yeah. They're all cows are the same. And as far as I heard, I didn't hear that she saw them sacrifice it or kill it. Right. But she was there, it was there, and it was going to go down. Crazy. Yes. We branded this waitress that was telling this story 
Rock Lady. We called her Rock Lady because she had a bunch of like geodes and cool rocks. In the back of her international truck. Yeah, in the back of her international scout. It was a scout, yeah. It was cool. In really good shape. Yeah, it was nice. It was she also, ladies and gentlemen, she knows the entrance to the hollow earth because she gets a lot of her rocks and geodes from caves. Yeah. Bigfoot and, comes out and hands them to her. I guess, but she she did say that there's like a whole world under there. It'd be cool to check out. It would be belunking episode. That's another story. See, we got like three stories to Out do. of this one thing. Just from the Manhattan Cafe in Shoshon, Idaho. The only cafe really in town. Yeah, right? (laughs) So, I understood that story a little bit different. Tell me. Where she was with this guy. They were kind of like walking through. And for some reason in my head, I had pictured like trees everywhere. I don't know why, because it's Shoshon, Southern Idaho. (laughs) Well, there are areas in Shoshon with trees, but that's why I think it was maybe even somewhere close by, but not in Shoshone. Right. Anyway, but anyway, in my head, I picture her walking up on three guys, for some reason, three stuck three? in my head. I pictured a small group and that they had already killed the cow. Oh. And then she made almost a confrontation with the person she recognized as this judge. Well, because she did say that she felt like the judge was kind of out to get her later. After that. And that's part of the reason why she fled the area. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the judge died. She came back and started serving red meat to us. That was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was it was a very interesting conversation. Very strange. Very fun. Not what we expected. No. We laughed so hard. Yeah. It was awesome. And part of the reason we laughed was because right after the Manhattan Cafe. Well, she tells us. She says, well, you know, if you really want to know a capital mutilation... Yeah. Go talk to the bartender across the street at the Iron Horse Saloon. The Iron Horse Saloon, ladies and gentlemen. So you had to walk across one side of the street, across four railroad tracks, across the other side of the street, and then you walk straight into the doors of the Iron Horse Saloon. Yeah. So we walk in there, and it's pretty much dead. Yeah. There's like, you know, half-naked... Uh, paintings paintings and stuff on the wall <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that yeah, in the back they were like that was weird that was super weird well, there's like like homemade somebody painted these like half naked were they celebrities or like maybe like beer ladies like you know Bud Light has like the oh yeah I don't know but they were old they were probably what like from the 60s Older? 70s I don't know it's hard to tell because they were paintings naked. don't age like normal people well and they, if they don't have clothes how do you tell what yeah what year they're in decade hey. yeah Anyway, so that was like on the back wall of this place by the bathrooms. And then there was this long bar. And the the, uh, bartender was like this ex-military toughy lady. Mm -hmm. Very cool, though. She was really super nice. She was super cool. And very patient because in front of her and to my side was like this drunk (laughs) ex-con who was probably, what, 5'5"? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. little short guy. And he was... He was rambling. He was three sheets to the wind. Yep. And he was telling us all kinds of crazy stories. Yep. Stories about grabbing cops by the genitals and flipping them straight over his shoulder. Because they touched his mama. His mama. There's somebody driving <laughs> their mama. They're going to die. Yeah. yeah he it was, was crazy. He was nuts. <laughs> well, he was from Utah. That explains a lot. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Utah, Utah. people. <laughs> so We've been there. We have more stories about Utah. Yeah, we do. Bit. Okay. So... 
yeah, we're sitting there. This guy's going off. And then next thing you know, Austin leaves me sitting there with this guy who's just yabbering on and on. And I'm trying to pull the conversation towards, you know, have you seen any cattle mutilations? And he's like, no, but one time me and my wife were out in a car sitting there watching. We saw these strange lights that were moving in all weird directions. And I've seen a lot of airplanes. I was in the Air Force. I've yeah. been on so many airport bases. <laughs> I'd know an airplane or a helicopter. It wasn't it it no one of them. No how, no how. And believe us, we are talking a lot more legibly than he yeah, was. It was he was he was he was out of it. Yeah, it was great. So so I walk down the end of the bar. Left there's me. these two guys, super cool guys, but one of them I just could see he knew everything. He seemed like maybe kind of a Native American fella, and he had like a lazy eye, kind of like maybe eye. he got in a fight with a badger or something. You know, he he looked super cool, Badger. and I thought for sure he'd be like, "Did he? No, he didn't. He didn't know. He didn't know. <laughs> he looked at me like, you idiot, damn millennial. <laughs> what? Are they? You snowflake, get out of here. Yeah, you alien hippie. <laughs> Shave your beard. Oh no. So, so, but they were no, they were super cool. Did they the other guy have any us. information about, no, about that? No, not really. They just. Is that talked and laughed and is that the guy that said you know you should check out over at Bliss? I they think, gave yeah. us a name of a lady in it Bliss and we never checked guy. it. The yeah. taller, not bigger. They were both in really good shape. Probably yeah. beat me up. Yeah, but they, he was real tall and mm-hmm. yeah. He he mentioned checking out some other place, but I was so out of my element in there, man. <laughs> I know. Like, where am I? We kind of got out of there and like we felt like we just like. Landed in Twin Peaks or some yep. some weird TV fake world because it didn't seem real. Mm-hmm. And then we we giggled all the way back to the car and, and we it, giggled all the way home, all the way home until we were... my head hurt so bad, <laughs> my cheeks hurt, and we were laughing. I was getting muscle cramps in the back of my hilarious. head. Oh, it was great. And then by the time we got here, we almost went into postpartum depression because it was like, oh, the fun's over. Yeah, we. <laughs> Can't go over there again. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go back though and get some some of that primer. Yeah, that was and, good. And maybe have some more detailed stories from that real bar from the from the real bartender and from the rock lady. Yeah, I would really like to get her in a cave. That did not sound right. I would really like to go with her to a cave. No, that didn't sound right. I'd really like it if it. you and I could go with her to see the entrance to the underworld. How yeah, about that? That would be more fun. Entrance to the underworld. That's I'd, bad too. I'd like to plunger her dungeon anytime. <laughs> okay, let's get out of this conversation really quick. So anyway, anyway, Shoshone was a blast. Had a great time. Didn't learn a whole lot. Didn't learn a whole for... lot. We heard some great stories, and it was a great way to kick off mm-hmm. our fun, lighthearted podcast. So it was. So that's a really long explanation, Katie. But it kind of kicks off the story. With... It kind of kicks off the next sequence. Yeah. So we're gonna take a quick break. Hope you listen to this message, and we'll be right back. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, guys. So this is Mike. And Austin. And we are out in the wilderness. With a bottle of scotch. By the campfire. Taking it easy. What time is it? 10 o'clock, 10.30? It is 10.05. 10.05. We are up in the mountains. We've been hunting all day. We are thinking about something pretty cool, which is a podcast that we're going to do in the near future. An episode of a podcast. An episode of a podcast (laughs) called A Strange Thing in the Woods. There's a lot of strange things people see when they're like hunting or hiking or fishing and you hear weird stories every once in a while. You do. Out in the woods you hear a lot of weird things. And part of it's probably somewhat mental because like right now... We've got a full moon. Yes, We've, it's Friday the 13th, 
September 13th, 2019, and it's a full moon. And a Friday. And a Friday. How strange is that? That's a little weird. It is weird. We're out in the woods, and like what all you can see is silhouettes of trees between like the streaks of bright moonlight. It's crazy. And that would cause your mind to maybe wander a little bit. Mm -hmm. And we're sitting around a campfire. You could maybe hear it. And it's very dark, except for the sky is going to be very light when Mm -hmm. the moon comes up. It is pretty cool up there. Yeah. We wanted to invite you to share your stories of strange things that you've experienced while you're out in the woods or out camping or hiking or boating, whatever it is. Outdoors doing something and something strange happens, we want to hear about it. And if we use your story, we'll give you kudos, accolades. What else will we give? Maybe send a little swag their way. A little swag, a little little free stuff swag. swag. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be a cool episode. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to use it between our episode about cattle mutilations and our next episode, which I'm not sure what it will be. Probably paranormal activity in strange locations. Broad. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's very broad. I know your plan. It's very broad. We we have an inside tip. It's a ghost story. A ghost story or strange thing happening in a brewery of Which, all places. There may be some ulterior motives on yeah, our part. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll get free beer if we go there, but I kind of doubt it. I don't know. I don't know. We know a guy. We know a guy. We know a guy. And anyway, weird things are happening at that place. But that will be later, after a strange things in the woods. So anyway, we just want to invite you to share your story with us. If you go on our website, there's a link there. You can share your story. Don't be afraid. Just do it. Now, let's... Let's really get into it. Let's quit talking about ourselves and let's talk okay. about some crazy stories. So this is where maybe the fun and lighthearted might not get quite so fun and lighthearted because, you know, this conversation about cattle mutilation sounded really kind of cool and fun and giddy and weird and, and ah, ha, it's going to be a big funny thing. Well, you start investigating and you start looking at some of these stories and it gets a little creepy and scary and a little overwhelming. And, you know, we're going to laugh about it and make fun of it, but I'm just saying, if you're a little bit lighthearted and squeamish, I'm going to say, like I always say, listen to us anyway, and then go talk to your counselor if you can't handle it. Yeah. Listen to it with your counselor. Yeah. Get her involved. (laughs) Do it. Him, her. And get her to like us on Facebook. Get him, her to like it on Facebook. And subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. And give us a five-star review. Since our initial podcast, we are now on all of the major podcasting applications. Now, so if you can't find us on your favorite app, go to our website, astrangething.com, go to episodes, and under our episodes, you'll see you can click on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Mm-hmm. Now that that plugs out of the way, let's let's start getting into some actual incidents. Yep. Let's start with the obvious thing. A lot of cows die by natural deaths. Right, and we covered that in the first right. episode. Struck by lightning, eat bad food, fall off predators, cliffs, hit by cars, predators. Yeah, all that stuff. Disease. All the norms. So all of those were sliding off the table. <laughs> yeah, We're going to start small. We're going to go a little bigger and weirder. Okay. Crescendo. We're going to crescendo them. Crescendo the cattle. So let's start with the South Hills over like the last 
25 years. Now, the South Hills are right outside of Twin Falls, Kimberly, Hanson. Where we grew up. Where we grew up, about 20 miles up there. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to the range cops from the Twin Falls County Sheriff's Department, and they have plenty of stories of people, for whatever reason, just being stupid or they're hoodlums or vandals or whatever. Or desperate. Or poachers, mm-hmm. you know, and they go out and they shoot an animal. They might even like cut off a chunk. They might go all Russian on it and cut a chunk off. off. Yes. (laughs) And take it home and try to eat it for dinner. And those are generally sloppy kind of things where, you know, they find a bullet hole or whatever. They reek with guilt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they're, you know, they got a nice big chunk cut off the meat areas. Yeah. The place where people missing a leg. Yeah. Missing a rump. Right. Cool. Yeah. So that happens periodically. So it's pretty obvious what those things are. Uh, a few cases of point of that, like in Emmett, Idaho, which is northeast of or northwest of Boise, mm-hmm. not eastern Idaho, western Idaho. In uh, 2010, a brand inspector was called to a ranch, and there were three calves that had been shot with a small caliber rifle, like a 22. Yeah, right? yep, just like a. Okay. And you know. None of them were like, nothing was done with them. They were just shot. Like somebody was out there just being a dick. Plinking. Yeah, they just maybe didn't get a deer, so they came down and shot a couple, few cows in the head with a twenty-two. So anyway, they're dead laying there. So the guy goes out and investigates. And uh, then the next day, the brand inspector is called back out because there's another dead cow. So he's thinking, oh, I'm going to go back out there, another stupid poacher no, same thing as last yeah somebody vandalizing this guy's property and shot another cow but he gets out there this one's a little different this one was a cow not a calf it was fully grown and its hind legs and shoulders were cut off and for some reason the lungs were removed and the forehead was partly skinned that's odd it's weird there's a hint there of something nefarious yeah like the shoulder like the shoulders and legs you could just see that's meat right that's where you know roast comes from as far as i know the people don't eat lungs not i don't think they typically do so like if i guess if you cut off the shoulder maybe you have visibility of the lungs in there maybe they just thought oh let's grab one of those big fun i don't know and then the forehead skin yeah what yeah it's not like a you know a cow scalp i mean yeah Maybe they were going to skin it. Maybe they got interrupted. Yeah. I don't know. That's just kind of odd. So this like is a, a telltale sign of something a little bit more weird. Now, three days later, in the same location in Emmett, Idaho, another cow was shot in the face. Mm. And this one had broken jaws and we had a calf. It couldn't feed the calf. It was because it couldn't eat or drink. And they had to put the cow down. Mm. But anyway, there was a that rancher and the Ranchers Association in Emmett, Idaho, got together and they raised a $3,000 reward. To figure for, out who shot Yeah, them. who's doing this? You know, are they yeah. dumb kids? Are they a cult? You know, what what's what the heck's going on? Is some poor guy that needs meat? Who knows? It's crazy. That never got solved, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, it never got solved. So there's $300 out there for somebody. $3,000. Three, what did I say? $300? $3,000. But you think the cost of to this rancher... Mm-hmm. You know, the cows are maybe, what, a thousand bucks each? The small calves. And then the bigger cow was probably $2,000. And the real value is, over the next few years, how many calves could she have provided yeah, for the guy's herd? Exactly. So it's a, it's a bad deal. Financially, it's a, it's a major drain on a, especially a small ranching system. Yeah. 
So anyway, okay, let's go another one. Uh, Chesterfield, Idaho. Now this is on the other side of the state, east of Pocatello. Okay. And in June of 2019, so this year, right as you enter summer, in June of 2019, three cows shot and killed. Each one was worth $1,500. Dang. Yeah. So there's $4,500 in cows that were shot. And then at the same time, two bulls, range bulls, were shot in the face. But they survived. They were like shot in the nose. And they were actually able to remove one of the bullets out of the nose. In that case, that one has, there's a $4,000 reward on that one. Dang. So if anybody wants to go to these two Idaho towns, one in the east, one in the west, and solve the, you got seven grand. Do some private investigating. It looks like those bulls are worth quite a bit of money. Yeah, the the bulls are worth four to eight thousand dollars each. So obviously, the, the 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 guy that owns the cows, he's probably very upset. Yeah, and then probably reports it to the police, mm-hmm. and that kind of becomes a big deal. So anyway, so it's kind of like the 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 little more obvious, a little right. more understandable, right? Cases, and there's a lot of those incidents out there. Way too many to get into. I just did the ones that were kind of local, but they're all over the United States. Right. Every anywhere there's cows, this kind of stuff happens. There's a lot of stupid idiots around. But they're not all like cow was shot in the back of the head, cow got shot in the nose. They tend to get a little weirder. They do. You know, they have they get weirder. And like the one, why did they remove the lung out of the one in Emmett? Yeah, that's a little weird. Why did they try to peel off part of the skin? But so why did they go shoot the cow? I mean, you're trying to apply all this logic, but right. they're just yeah. out shooting people's cows. And that one, I can't remember if they saw a bullet hole on the one that was kind of butchered, but meat was taken. Good chunks of meat. Right. Which brings us to the next thing. You have these these things that look ritualistic. So like removing the lung, removing part of the skin off the forehead, it looks a little ritualistic. So I did a little research on sacrifice in context of like religious rites. Right. And so you can go back through history. The ancient Greeks did it a long time ago. Interesting on the ancient Greeks, um, and you'll find this later on when we talk about the strange mutilations, that blood is drained. Well, Mm -hmm. the ancient Greeks, that's nothing new. The ancient Greeks drained blood, and then they removed specific organs like the lungs. And they offered them to specific deities. Makes sense. And then they, That's then the logical. meat themselves were like taken apart and then they would have a feast, right? Right. So the Greeks would actually kind of, it almost sounds like some of the cattle mutilations we're going to talk about in a bit. Mm-hmm. Because certain organs are gone. Certain things that mean something to certain deities. But right. also like in ancient Rome, they had a whole list of deities and each deity required a different kind of sacrifice. Their right. favorite was cattle, but they used different kinds of cattle, different colors. Maybe it was a circumcised um, steer that they would use for a certain god. Another god would get the full bull. Uh, maybe they would use a circumcised white. Circumcised steer? Not circumcised. <laughs> Castrated, sorry. Castrated. Now that would be something circumcised steer. <laughs> I don't know how that would happen. But anyway, yeah. I don't want to think about it. Castrated. Steer would, would be sacrificed to a certain god or goddess. Yeah. On and on it went. They had criteria for the sacrifice for each deity. They would sacrifice to bring good fortune right. or to cover transgressions. So then, of course, you've got the whole biblical kind of sacrificial system. Mm-hmm. And they would do all kinds of sacrifices. Yeah. Um, Abraham. Is it Abraham? Abraham. He does one that's a little weird with the... Uh, he does a whole bunch of them. Yeah. 
cuts it in half and he like arranges their down the trough their bodies in a way that kind of makes a natural blood trough and then down he the middle dances through the blood in a white robe does he do it or does god do it that's a really interesting anybody well, interested yeah. in a podcast to check out that scenario kind of the the is it more bema bema e-m-a podcast bema podcast yeah marty solomon here's a shout out boop 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 <laughs> But anyway, yeah, if you're interested in that, the meaning of that stuff is very interesting. Right. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, and it's, it seems more, I don't know, almost modern. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a different... It takes point. it out of antiquity and it, like, puts it in a modern theme yeah. or something. A little less yeah. holy, a little more... Real. Rolly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we'll, we'll keep going uh, because there is a lot to cover here. And, I mean, so you've got the Judaistic... Or, um, the Hebrews and the way that they did animal sacrifice. Then you got you can go into no offense to our LDS friends, but there was an offshoot of their church, the uh, Strangite LDS they called them. Now this is like in the 1850s, mm-hmm. and it was a minor LDS faction that practiced animal sacrifice. Now it was strictly forbidden to sacrifice for atonement, but this guy, he wrote uh, Strang's Book of Law of the Lord. Mm. And he set himself up as a king over his little faction of the church. And he demanded the head of every household to offer sacrifices. Wow. And they, were, um, they could offer a heifer or a lamb or a dove. Every man a clean beast or a clean fowl according to his household. Wow. That's a quote. So anyway, they Crazy. did some weird stuff. They would they would basically slit the neck. They would burn almost everything up, and then they'd take the choice pieces of meat and they'd eat it as a feast celebration for the king. Okay, so that's a weird thing. That's a little odd. You have modern day type of uh, of sacrificial things in Islam and also in Hinduism, where they cow they you know kill a bull, they slit its throat and, and drain the blood and that kind of stuff. These are all kind of things that we know about. You can find it on Wikipedia. You could Google it. You can find all this information about how humans have sacrificed animals since basically the beginning of humankind. Well, let's go forward a little bit. Let's jump up to a story from 1975, okay? Now, this is weird. This is like the first time that somebody actually claimed that there was a ritualistic or occultic practice in place by a group of individuals that were doing this on purpose and for a specific reason. Hmm. So there was a prisoner at Fort Leavenworth Prison in uh, Texas. And... He came forward, all these cattle mutilations were going on in the mid-70s, and he came forward and basically said, hey, I know what's going on. He got a hold of an ATF agent uh, named Donald Flickinger. Donald Flickinger, huh? Flickinger. Mm -hmm. So, and the the inmate's name was? The inmate's name was Kenneth Baxton. Kenneth Baxton. So here he is in prison, and for some reason, he's deciding to tell the story of why and how these cattle mutilations that are now permeating the uh, media are taking place. Mm-hmm. So this ATF agent, uh, Flickinger, I love <laughs> saying that name, Flickinger, um, goes and interviews him. So Baxton, the inmate, claimed to have inside knowledge of a, an occultic group called the Sons of Satan. Oh, creepy. Sons of Satan. <laughs> 
the information that he gave was powerful enough that the ATF agent, Flickinger, told somebody and they're like, we're doing a full investigation. <laughs> so they found out some really interesting stuff that that matched a lot of the descriptions of the cattle mutilations that were going on in 1975. Those things were no tracks found, blood drain, specific organs missing, UFOs, weird stuff like that. So this guy says, okay, I got the inside information. I'm not one of the sons of Satan, but I know somebody who is, and this is how they're doing it and why they're doing it. Hmm. He says, first what they do is they go out and they, they target an animal, um, and they shoot it with a tranquilizer pellet. So basically, they incapacitate it. It's not mm-hmm. dead. And then they bring with them large sheets of cardboard that they throw down on the ground so they can get close to the animal and not put any tracks on the ground. Okay. Fairly understandable. Yep. And then they go up and they put um, a, a stimulant. I think it's amyl nitrate, which is what sometimes people will use, like if you have a heart condition, mm-hmm. to like speed up your uh, bodily functions. And so they would use that. They'd douse some in a rag or something, and they'd put it by the animal's nose so that they'd breathe it. And they'd start breathing faster. The heart would be pumping more and more and more, but they're still incapacitated, right? And then they would drain the blood through an artery somewhere using large veterinary syringes or some kind of container. Mm -hmm. So they'd use the, the body, the animal's own... Blood beating pressure. heart and blood pressure to basically drain the blood out of the animal. Right. And then after that was done, then they would strategically and surgically cut out the organs that they wanted to use for the ritual sacrifices. Mm. And I can guess that their, their, their sacrifices were to Satan. Satan, probably, if they're the sons of Satan. And so if you, think, if you look at the Happy most Father's common Day. things removed, most common organs removed, you're talking about genitalia, reproductive organs. Mm-hmm. Talking about like uh, lungs and heart and uterus and fetuses and weird stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that's valuable as a sacrifice, but it must be somehow. Because it's icky. Yeah. So maybe somebody wants to get pregnant or I don't know. So anyway, it's icky. I don't want to think about it too much. But anyway, so that happened. And that took place in, I think it started in 1975. And then by the end of like 1977, the investigation kind of stalled. Uh, apparently, uh, Baxton and another guy that kind of backed up his story that said he had inside knowledge to Sons of Satan cult. Um, they both escaped their jail. Oh, boy. And were caught and taken back. And I think through that, they just finally got tired of messing with these guys. And they said, yeah, this is dumb. Yeah. And basically, they said this whole investigation failed to provide any evidence linking, quote, nuts and occult groups, quote, to cattle mutilations. <laughs> So there you got it. You got these like satanic things that are heard of, but is it really true? Right. Now, it's weird that that kind of became a popular scapegoat. Satanic panic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically it, it kind of helped cause that. Uh, it was quite prolific in like the cattle mutilation investigation community. There were a lot of people that were out investigating mutes. That's what they call mutes. mutilations, mutes. <laughs> and uh, this investigation got a lot of people excited. From then on, like sheriff's departments and uh, other agencies would often use the possibility of some satanic or occultic ritual as an excuse. Kind of a scapegoat. Yeah. It was kind of like, oh, we don't really know, but it could be a satanic group or occultic thing. So that became very common. Down that line, I talked to a sheriff's deputy 
in Twin Falls County. And he told the story of, in the late 90s, this happened. So this was, you know, 20 years after this Baxton guy. There was a call, and they went up to investigate, and there was a dead calf. It was uh, mutilated in weird ways. Um, and it was on the scene of a makeshift altar. Hmm. And there were occultic symbols written and created in blood around this altar and a lot of graffiti. And the calf's throat was slit and there were some parts removed, genitals, eyes, etc., things like that. Right. So, so this is similar to the, yeah. to the previous one, the Sons of Satan right. thing. But 20 years later. And if you Google it, you'll find more. There's a lot of stuff going on out there mm-hmm. um, to this day, in fact. And a lot of times now uh, ranchers don't even want to report this kind of stuff because if they do, well, that's an occultic or a satanic group. So that brings us to our next story, which is equally weird, but mm-hmm. in a little bit different way. So this story is from Cache County, Utah, which is awesome because I actually went to school in Logan, Utah, which was in Cache County. Cool. At Utah State University down there. So anyway, this took place in like 1976. And during that time, there were like all these weird sightings of black helicopters. Ooh. And UFOs. So they were kind of seeing both of these things around. Ranchers started noticing it. And then there were there was this like weird coincidence. Every time they'd see the black helicopters, within two or three days, there would be reports of cattle mutilations. Hmm. So area ranchers would call the Cache County Sheriff's Department and say, hey, we got a, some dead cows and weird things have happened to them. Come check it out. So they start making this correlation. Between the black helicopters slash maybe some UFOs and and these mutilated cows. Finding these mutilated cows later. The other part of this that's kind of weird is that at first people were seeing UFOs. A guy was out watching one of these, what he thought was a UFO. And then all of a sudden a light turned on inside of a cockpit. And then he could see that, no, it wasn't a UFO. It was actually a helicopter. Oh, weird. And the helicopters were mysteriously silent. Hmm. They made very little noise. Some kind of right. secret government tick. Right. And then when the light went off, then it looked odd again like a UFO. Like just some light or something. Yeah, so it was like the rotors and some stuff like that were causing almost it, almost to make it look like a, a disc. Huh. And without the cockpit light on, it looked like a UFO. And, and people are wondering if that was intentional. Hmm. A disinformation campaign. Right. So anyway, this guy, they, they start noticing these things. They're reporting different things. The the cops are becoming aware. Right. And the sheriff's deputies got smart, and they decided to stake out kind of the airport when reports of these black helicopters or UFOs came in. And in 1976, um, they received word that there was a spotting of these black helicopters. And so in mass, sheriff's deputies converged on the airport. When they got there, there were three helicopters hmm. on the tarmac right by a small plane, like a Learjet. Hmm. The cop cars came flying in in an attempt to stop the plane from taking off. Mm-hmm. The plane did not divert. <laughs> it kept going, 
And because of that, one of the sheriff's deputies crashed his car to get out of the way so that it wasn't destroyed by the aircraft taking off. Crazy. Yeah. So weird deal. Meanwhile, the other cops are surrounding these black helicopters. And they noticed when they pulled up that one of the guys got out of the black helicopter with a silver briefcase, went up to the plane right before it took off, and handed it to somebody in the cockpit Then the plane took off, caused the crash of the sheriff's deputy. And then the other cops converged on the two black helicopters. And there was like a little bit of a standoff. And the deputy or the the, maybe it was even the sheriff Mm -hmm. basically put his hands on the individual in the coveralls and was like basically patting him to see if he had any dog tags or anything. Mm -hmm. Because apparently they noticed on the door frame of the black helicopter that it said U.S. government on it. Oh, weird. And and so he was looking for dog tags, thinking it was like some kind of military operation. And the as soon as he did that, the helicopter, the people that were in the helicopter immediately trained, fixated on him, and he felt like he would be killed if he tried to arrest this guy. Weird. So they basically backed off and let the helicopters take off. And then... All of the cattle mutilations and all of the black helicopter UFO sightings ceased for about five years. Crazy. In that area. In that area. Right. They just moved on to somewhere else. So, like, the cops pull up. Yeah. Total chaos for a minute. Right. Cop kind of, like, confronts the guy, starts feeling around, and then the other guys kind of, like... Maybe draw have some maybe weapons draw or weapons, something. Or maybe there like, were weapons oh, oh, on the oh, helicopter okay. themselves. Fine. Yeah, get out of here. Yep, exactly. Crazy. Yep. So Insane. the mutilations that were going on in that area were basic. The typical cattle mutes. No blood, genitalia, organs. main organs, lips, mm-hmm. eyelids. Sometimes ear. other things were removed, like, like livers or yeah. yeah, uterus, that kind of stuff. So something is weird. Mm-hmm. I mean... If that story is true, if that story is true, it is like, what in the heck is going right. on? Right, that is that? insane. Yeah, that's a really weird story. In like Utah, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. And there are other stories. I mean, gosh, if you're really interested in this topic, there's tons of stuff. Just get in there and, and, and dig around and you'll find all kinds of stories of people seeing black helicopters, seeing UFOs. These are common, very common threads. There are actually stories of people seeing calves lifted into the air. Oh, boy. Alive. Like in Twister. Yeah, like in Twister. (laughs) You know, and they're going up in the air. But then the body's found, you know, not in the same location, just like it's dropped somewhere. Hmm. So these are really common stories that you'll find as you dig around. Right. So let's get into some... Some of the stories that are a little more recent. Yeah, because it was weird. There was like an uptick of these stories as soon as you and I started recording this stuff. Yes. Maybe it's because it was on our radar, but I feel like it was always on your radar. It is. I mean, I always I always heard stuff and I right. it would remind me. And that's But it feels like as soon as we started recording these mm-hmm. things, we had like what how many cows now? Like probably ten cows. Yeah mutilated so we started talking about it it's crazy yeah so which started out so we went hunting what that was two weeks ago something like that a week ago and we went up and we were talking about this but that was just after five bulls were mutilated in oregon 
Now, what's weird about these cows up in, or these bulls up in Oregon is that they're still investigating and right now it's hot on the news. So they had an article in in Newsweek and this was about a week ago, which would have been about September 12th, somewhere in that zone, September 13th. Um, I heard about it, I think on September 7th, right before we did our first, recorded our first podcast and Mm -hmm. released it on 9-11. I'd heard about this case up in, in Oregon. Um, five bulls. They don't know how they died. They're wondering if they used a nerve agent or something on the mm-hmm. on the on the bulls. A lot of value in these cows. Um, their their junk was cut off. Uh, it didn't sound like there was a lot of other kinds of damage. Like maybe the other you know things weren't cut off. It wasn't like the, the lips and yeah. That. Okay. It seemed like these were just the cows and their junk cut off. <laughs> and so this happened just recently up in Oregon. Um, close to that, um, there was another cow, I think in the same area that was mutilated in a similar way. And then just, well, it was, it would be three weeks ago now, last Saturday, which puts it right around the first of September in our neck of the woods, where we grew up down in twin falls. And I, I used to be a reserve sheriff's deputy used to call me a weenie cop (laughs) in twin falls County, Idaho. There was a series of mutilations that a friend of mine in the sheriff's department told me about. And so I've been trying to dig in and get a little information. And of course, an investigation is going on. So they're not uh, just handing out right information willy nilly. I've got a request in to get the full report once it's released, but the investigation is, is still ongoing. Um, but I was able to get online, do a little sleuthing, get the name of the the owner of the cattle, and I actually talked to him and his wife. Oh, cool. Yeah. So this took place in Twin Falls County, and they were aware of the five bulls that had been mutilated up in Oregon. In Oregon. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, what happened here was weird. So they had a rider. The South Hills area is quite large. It's in between the Idaho and Nevada border. Mm -hmm. So if you go to Kimberly, Hanson, and Murtaugh, which is southern Idaho, and you go straight south towards Nevada, that's where these took place. And um, I thought there were, you know, two cows that were mutilated. There was actually three cow deaths up there. Only one of the cows belonged to the person I talked to. The other ones belonged to another individual. Um, I've been trying to get a hold of him. I haven't been able to contact him yet. And then they're not sure on the third cow was actually a bull. They're not sure who that belonged to. (laughs) The story goes something like this. The writer or cowhand is out there riding, keeping track of the cows. And this is like a co-op. So the way this works is a small rancher can't afford to hire a full-time hand to go up and watch the cows. Mm -hmm. So what they do is they get a co-op established and they get, you know, seven or eight ranchers all having cattle with their unique brands. And then they go up in this, in different areas on the, usually on BLM land and they feed the cows it saves them a lot of money and hay and that kind of feed, mm-hmm. and uh, and then this guy rides around and, and makes sure they're all okay, kind of keeps track of them. Yeah, kinda well, wrinkles them right. So one day he's out riding around and he finds a dead cow. <laughs> this one was shot. It had blood coming out of its ear or behind its ear, and it was right by a watering trough. And I actually have the the locations pinned and i've got a screen grab that i'll put up on on our link section um so you can see the area where each of these cows were so this one you know you think oh some vandal shot this guy 
shot this this poor cow was there and maybe he was up deer hunting he got mad and he didn't get anything so he shot this cow although deer season wasn't going yet was it probably not no, i don't know if you're Depends a poacher where they were what was going on if you're going to shoot a cow then you probably wouldn't care about yeah, shooting probably deer don't season. Care a lot. <laughs> so anyway dead cow there um rider finds it it's sad but not not uncommon in not, his line of work right, right. and not really strange yeah. just stupid so then he rides a little longer and he finds a dead bull and it apparently had no obvious markings of what what killed it yeah and it was within maybe a quarter of a mile of the of the first cow that was by the watering trough and uh so he's like well that's weird two cows and two different brands mm-hmm. so it wasn't the same owner right he keeps riding and he goes up to another spring area and there's another dead cow but oh, this boy. one, the third one, has all of the classic mutilation stuff. Hmm. Blood drained. Eyes missing. <laughs> the wife of the owner of the cow was in a truck. She didn't want to go up and look at it. But apparently it had died and fallen where it had been dumped in the springs. There's a, you know some fresh water mm-hmm. that comes out of the hill there. It had been dumped there. And their grandkids were with them. So the grandkids went up with them, and the grandmother was a little bit stressed about it. It was like, I don't know if we want you to see this. But they come back, and they're kind of joking, like, man, Grandma, it looks like somebody cut a box out of the back of the cow's hind end. Hmm. So basically, somebody had gone in and surgically removed the backside of this animal. Weird. Yeah. So So the legs were on. Legs were on? Yeah. So So they're like just like got in there it wasn't like they were butchering it or like yes quartering it or anything. the wife told me the grandma told me that nothing that you would take for meat was taken off the animal just the weird bits the weird the weird bits the classic uh, mute bits crazy so i'm talking to her and she goes yeah this was the same kind of thing that happened last year nope. and i said what <laughs> and she said yeah last year we had a cow that was killed and she said that one was even more weird because that one was pregnant. Mm. The cow was dead, eyes removed, ear cut off, part of the jaw gone, blood drained, the uterus calf gone, was removed. calf removed, all genitals gone, udders gone. Although, that's crazy. The, yeah, the classic mutilation stuff. So what I find is kind of weird is like in that incident, you have three dead cows with basically every incidence that we just talked about. Right. We have the the stupid vandal or somebody shooting, vandalizing property, shooting a cow. You have something that looks like who knows what, a, an animal out there that that could have been you know killed by a satanic cult. Mm-hmm. And then you have this one a year earlier that is obviously the classic mute category. Right. Now, just so you know, at the time of this, this has not reached media. I don't think the owners have, you know, reached out to media at all. It hasn't gone viral like the five bulls up in uh, in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a very strange thing that this happened within just a couple weeks of the original or the uh, with the stuff in the stuff up in Oregon. Yeah, it all kind of happens at the same time. Same time. They say it like goes in waves, like every five years. Crazy. It's like the Mothman or something. Well, and yeah, that's another thing they talk about the Mothman. The, the writer of it, 
of the Mothman prophecies actually did some cattle mutilation investigations. Oh. Yeah. But the other thing that strikes me about this, though, um, we're here in southern Idaho, and we're a a stone's throw away from Nevada and Utah Mm -hmm. and Oregon. Yeah. All of these locations are relatively close to government places. Places, yeah. Mm -hmm. And like if you go south or even here in southern Idaho or go towards Idaho Falls or into northern Utah or down into... Air bases and... And also locations of nuclear testing. Yeah. So, I mean, you start thinking about this. I haven't looked in other regions of the United States because cattle mutilation is across the board. Mm-hmm. But it's still like something that maybe I should look into. Yeah. Are all of these things somewhere close to these kind of government locations? That'd be something. And then the other thing I think about is like, what's with all of the of the paranormal, UFO, extraterrestrial kind of encounters that surround cattle mutilations? Right. If you get on Linda Moulton Howe's site, you'll you know discover very quickly she's like definitely an extraterrestrial believer that these things are connected. Um, Betsy Lewis, who we talked when we kicked off the show, interesting. She claims to be a psychic astrologer, numerologist, and Earth mysteries investigator. Interesting. Yeah, that's her claim. Or... That's her claim. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's it's self-proclaimed, but she's very sincere. I mean, you, you read her stuff. She's not like trying to be extra sensational any more than any of this already is. Yeah. <laughs> but she believes something's going on. She believes that she has some abilities that help her kind of decipher some of this stuff. Believe that or don't believe it. I mean, that's up to you guys. But for me, um, the very fact that she's in touch with some of these consistencies across all these different types of cattle deaths uh, is very intriguing to me. Whether or not she's onto something with aliens and UFOs, um, that's a topic for another day. Yeah. Which is a topic we're going to tackle next time. Yeah. And uh, you guys should, you know, listeners should just kind of think about these things. We've gone through all of these. And you may have noticed kind of a, a pattern or an arrangement in the way we presented these stories. Categories from Kind of more natural or logical explanations. Yeah. To some, there it's just like the cow's calf was missing. Or, you know, why'd they cut off the top of its head? Yeah. Just weird things. So you kind of have a, a, a vast Arrange. array of cattle mutilations. Yeah. Which is not something you want on your hands. But. And, and we've just spoken about a very few, literally the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. Since in 1990, they said that there have been hundreds of thousands of cattle mutilations in the late 90s. So from 75, when they started kind of keeping track of this stuff, uh, best guess is there's been up to a million cattle mutilations throughout the world Whoa. since the 70s. Crazy. Yeah. It's everywhere. A lot of them aren't reported. Um, so what in the heck is going on? Yeah. And I, I have my theories. Yeah, I've got my theories too. And we're going to talk about those theories. Yeah, next time. And I hope you guys get your theories. Yeah, come up with some theories. Do we have a forum or anything on our page? We can do. We can definitely. I could put a forum on there. We're going to put up a forum, maybe. Yeah, topic thread <laughs> that you guys on can our like, website. join in on. Yeah. 
We'd love to hear your thoughts and ideas. And you can go in there and type it up and argue with each other mm-hmm. and uh, yep. try not to call each other mean names. And I just want to say real quick, um, I've got a new email address for anyone who wants to share their strange stories. We've been asking for your stories so for a future podcast. That email is now mystory at estrangething.com. So very simple. You can attach, if you want to, you can attach your own voice recording of you narrating the story. If you want to give that a shot, up to three megs should be fine. Or you can just type it out and then we'll read it on the show. Pictures or anything like that is yeah. also welcome. Yeah, Attached support materials. be awesome. So share those with us. We're trying to put that podcast together. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're getting some cool stories, some really weird stuff, some stuff that makes you go, oh my gosh, how did that happen? So anyway, share more stories with us. We're going to pick like probably five or six, four or five, six, something like that, and uh, put them on. But until then, let your imaginations run wild. Try to figure out what could be doing this strange cattle mutilation stuff. What are they all about? What's causing them? What are bovine mutilations really (laughs) about? It's not just silly stories on a podcast. No. Something nefarious is going on. Yeah, potentially. All right. So till next time, have a great week. Be strange. Join us next time for a cold drink and some strange conversations. Absolutely. Taters. Ciao. (laughs) Bang, bang. (laughs) 